Purple Trader 3169, and this is Thomas. Hi. <laughs> and this is Will. Isn't that interesting? And today we are talking about deaf culture and cochlear implants. I'm excited. <laughs> As you can tell, um, he has a little bit of experience with this. He his he is going to school for. I'm going to school for audiology, speech language pathology. Haven't really decided which field yet, but I do have. I did graduate with a speech language and a hearing science degree. Um, so that's like the baseline degree to going into um, doc, uh, getting a doctorate of audiology or a master's in speech language pathology eventually leading into a doctorate in that too so yeah all right great those two fields so um he knows a lot about a lot of things <laughs> that i don't know about <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully i can educate him a little bit tonight um so what we're talking about is deaf culture um first thing we're going to start off with is what is culture to begin with? Culture itself, um, according to the Dictionary of Psychology, uh, it's the distinctive customs, values, beliefs, knowledge, art, and language of a society or community. Um, so, deaf people in general, they uh, claim a culture and according to the World Federation of the Deaf, it includes beliefs, attitudes, history, norms, values, literary traditions, and art. And so it qualifies, you know, they have their own culture. And that is their own culture. We have to also, we have to make sure we are um, defining deaf because when you say deaf with a, ca a capital D mm -hmm. that's different than ca uh, deaf with a lowercase d so that's kind of a, a, I found difficult to define um, mm -hmm. a little bit because every place I kind of looked yeah. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> Uh, deaf with it. What what would you say? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. That that's how they differentiate between the two. Big D being like the cult, like the cultural side of of being deaf. Like they take pride in being deaf. They don't look at having hearing loss as you know having a hearing loss. They take they they look at it as deaf gain, which is yes. I saw yeah. that deaf gain. <laughs> Uh, that was one of the things I was like, um, I was looking at, like, so it's a, opposed to hearing loss, deaf gain, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what can you be gaining <laughs> from, <lose>. from losing <laughs> your hearing or not having hearing to begin with? Uh, and then, but they gave a lot of examples, like, you know, um, one of them was, like, you know, being able to focus on your work because you're not hearing noises and stuff. But, like, another one was, like, people who are deaf have better peripheral vision. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. That's Which is something that I thought was really, like, <laughs> yeah. strange. Like, you know, you lose a sense, you get heightened, heightened senses. Or, like, but other things, too. It's like, you know, your cultural... You know, you get your the gain of a community. Mm -hmm. You know, you yeah. get the experiences that somebody else wouldn't get because you can connect with somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, no, no, very, very true. And uh, sort of the cav, there's sort of a caveat to deaf culture too. It's like um, they are so like within their culture they want to preserve everything about it they want to preserve the language art um, and so with that said they kind of don't really like talking to people who don't speak strictly ASL mm. 
Um, so if you sign, if, if you sign um, in, in English, like essentially English sign language is different from American sign language. You mean like from Great Britain? In terms of grant, well, no, no, no. Or um, do you mean Brit Britain's different as well? They they have a different. Sign well, you language. mean like English, like. What do you mean like, by English? Like English as in like English here, like American English, you know, like oh. the, the way the grammar's structures oh. Oh, okay. set up with between the two, um, completely different. We, we sort of set up ours as subject predicate, they, theirs is topic comment, and a lot of confusing factors come right. into play when you translate ASL directly into English. And so they they only like talking to people who know strict ASL and who were born deaf. So even if you're like that was one of the things I saw on there that was it's kind of like an end comment every time I see the definition of it where it's mm -hmm. like you know it's deaf basically capital D it's deaf culture you know. Um, People, and then the end comment is basically you have to be born deaf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but that makes sense because you can't really be immersed in mm -hmm. in deaf culture, completely immersed in deaf culture, if you weren't born deaf. Mm -hmm. Because you don't entirely get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you it's wouldn't entirely get it mm -hmm. if you weren't born deaf. Yeah, at least like... Or, or at least by the time, you know, you start learning language, you start... Yeah, that was one of the things I learned, too, is, like, prelingual, you know. Yeah, prelingual. Like, before, you know, probably around two to three, you know, before you remember. <laughs> you know, like, before, before that, you know, if you lost your hearing before that... You know, you wouldn't, I mean, I guess you could be immersed in deaf culture by then. But, you know. Uh, the other definition, you know, so, uh, lowercase d, it's just, you're, you can't hear. Yeah, yeah, like, or, yeah, like, and that expands to all types of hearing loss, mm -hmm. from mild to profound. Right. Like, it, um... Yeah, so b big, yeah, little d deaf is like, yeah, I'm deaf, I can't hear things either as well. Like, so people who are hard of hearing, um, they'll either go s strictly into deaf culture, they they can't, can kind of like, sort of, quote unquote, sneak their way into it, you know? Right. But, I mean, they still, they still can hear, they still can, you know, have somewhat of an ability to communicate with hear people who are hearing through mm -hmm. what little signal they get and they can at least be allies I guess yeah yeah, yeah. But um and then there's hard of hearing mm -hmm. you know that's self-explanatory yep. um, one thing I do want to say is there are a lot of terms that have been um retired yes <laughs> yes um hearing impaired hearing impaired um that's a big one mm -hmm. um you know obviously Deaf and mute. Oh, deaf, mute, and also uh, deaf and dumb. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, those are way uh, politically incorrect. <laughs> Do not, even in joking, say that. Yeah, like, Ever. I, I mean, <laughs> it, it's funny that you say that, too, because I remember going, like, going to the subtitle sections of the movies that I used to watch with Troy, and it would always say, like, for the hearing impaired and yeah, well, it used to be, it you at, at least hearing impaired is our generation, like not now, but when we were kids, mm -hmm. um, because that was the politically ter uh, correct term then. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And um, now it, I mean, but that's the evolution of. <laughs> um, that's the evolution of how things, how words evolve. And why am I looking at the chat? What's up? What's up, man? <laughs> Master Iron Man. Iron Man, I wish, is chatting <laughs> about things. No chill bueno. 
Um, speaking of which, Iron Man, can you hear us? I hope. I hope we're not like 20 minutes in or something and they can't yeah, they hear us. They can't hear us. I mean, that'd be appropriate, but. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good friend, OMFG Sevi, and she was nice enough to plop you a follow and is currently lurking Ooh. your podcast shout out thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right great oh that's awesome um so a little bit about the history of deafness and the deafness um so okay starting with like in 355 BCE Iron Man um BCE there was a on one of the last podcasts it was we had a conversation about what BCE means do you know what that means like before common era ah he knew it yeah <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't think of it off the top of our heads <laughs> He was like, before Christ existed. Before Christ existed. <laughs> God damn it. Bobby. God damn it, Bobby. That's not what it means. <coughs> no, yeah, we yeah, started using that in history class. I remember that. I was like, oh, I remember BC. Before Christ existed. Oh, look, she gave us a shout out to 42 people. That oh. was cool. In 35 before, 355 before Christ existed. <laughs> um, I just want to preface this with deaf uh, people were, they've had a long history um, where deafness was believed to be a deficit and not, you know, not a benefit, not a gain, anything like that. So, Aristotle said that those who are born deaf all become senseless and, um, yeah, insane, uh, incapable of reason. That's oh. what Aristotle said. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah. And because many people believed hearing was an innate skill, it was, it, because they believed it was an innate skill, not biological, like a skill. Yeah. Not yeah. like something like not like an organ. Oh, oh what? Yeah, they oh, thought it was something okay. in your brain, in your brain hole, and not. <laughs> yeah. So the, they thought that you're the, just you're the, dumb, right? Oh. Uh, right. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. What? So, you know, moving on, this is, you know, many, it took a long time to this progression in 400 A.D., St. Augustine believed that faith comes by hearing. So, if you could, yeah. So, probably, but get this, here's the logic, right? Most people couldn't read back then. Mm-hmm. So, how could you get your God if you couldn't hear? Yeah, that's right. You couldn't hear the sermons. And right? Like, like, imagine being a deaf person back in those days and just, like, looking at all these mouths move and you're just... Yeah. I mean, well, and, I mean, think about that. Mo the common person couldn't read. Mm-hmm. And the common person wasn't educated at all anyway. Yeah. So they couldn't teach people anything. They weren't, I mean, the common person was a workhorse, basically. You know. So, a, I mean, a deaf person would be very hard to have, like, as a child. Mm -hmm. And figure out, you know, like, how to teach a deaf child to communicate 
with you and how to get that child to work. The last episode was my birthday episode. We were talking about the value of a child before the 1850s was economical. You have a child to put them to work. Yeah. And how are you going to put a child to work if you can't communicate? Right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah. that's sad. And half of the oh. kids died anyway. <laughs> I mean... Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, like, you know... He did believe, though, St. Augustine did believe that deaf could learn, which was new. That was new. I mean, it only took 700 years. <laughs> it took <seven> But. <laughs> like, Yo, these, these people may not be as dumb as we think. Right. Oh, uh, read my chat. Give her a follow. Also, log in on your phones to be a part of the stream. Okay. <laughs> um, so... Also, okay, so next, a thousand years later, in the 1500s, all right, um, hold on, let me get on my Twitch, <laughs> my Twitchness. Oh, it says I need an update. Hold on. <laughs> okay. That's when education really began with speech versus deaf, deafness, okay? So, they thought before then that speech was connected, like, to oh, deafness. Oh, that's crazy. So, um, in 1521, Rudolf Agricola, he was a humanist, he advocated for speech, uh, that speech was separate from the ability of thought. So, like... Be, you know, deaf, in that time, deaf people couldn't speak mm -hmm. because they were deaf. But it wasn't like because they were, it's because they couldn't communicate because they had no ASL. Or they didn't have any yeah, sign language at it, that point. Yeah, they had, like, no language to build. They had no common language. Yeah. Oh, and so, but he was like, oh, wait, they can, you know... Speech is separate from thought. Like, your ability to speak is different than your ability to think. What? Mind blown. <laughs> yeah. Wait. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> and then, um, so this, in Geralimo Cardano... He was 1501 to 1576. He was the first physician to recognize the ability of a deaf person to reason. So a deaf person does have the ability to reason. And they found this out... In 15... in the mid-1500s. Like... <laughs> what they do just, like... Well, you know how they, they're, like, postulating. Yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, like, the, the, are they just, like, looking at them and being, like, move rock, like, over, like, that's... And then by 1591, uh, the, there was the first book by, uh, his name was just Alberti, he was uh, a physician, called The Discourse of Deafness and Speechlessness. It showed that the deaf can read lips, understand speech, and read. That was the first book ever written about it. 1591. Yeah. <laughs> that's like only 400... That's... <laughs> what is it? That's like when Columbus sailed the... No, that was after! That was 100 years after Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yeah, for... Yeah, 1492. 1492. <laughs> 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 no, we did not ha cover Helen Keller yet. Yet. Yeah. Oh, it's all good. We Helen Keller, not yet. Um, so, in 1620, um, there were two people, Melchor de Yebra and Juan Pablo de Bonet something like that. They're in Spain. Um, they were the earliest records of 
um, of deaf education, like actually educating the deaf. Oh. And um, you know, this is this is well, isn't that interesting? Okay, they taught them sign language, and you know what the sign language was? It was the hand the hand alphabet that was used by the monks who had vows of silence. Yeah! Isn't that cray? Monks. <laughs> <laughs> monks gave... That... That is so yeah. cool. Yeah. They inputted... A huge evol like they didn't they don't even know they implemented just a huge evolution of uh, Isn't an that expansion crazy? of language and whoa that is cr that is that's awesome All right that's that's awesome okay so and then uh, we're gonna fast forward there were deaf schools that were kind that were you know in Germany and Spain and um they popped up. Mm -hmm. And then in 1812, Braidwood School was the first deaf school in America. Okay? Um, 1817, the American School for the Deaf was established by Mason Cogswell, Tom... I, you're going to have... Thomas did. Okay, I, I was like... Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence Clark. Lawrence Clark, yep. And um, they had... They created the first American Sign Language, mm -hmm. and it was between, um, it was a combination of French Sign Language and Martha's Vineyard Sign Language. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that's how they came up with American Sign Language. In 1864... Um, President Lincoln signed an act that allowed for the establishment of a school for the deaf, the only world liberal art university for deaf and hard of hearing for students is Gallaudet University mm -hmm. in the world. Yep, in the world. That's right. In the world! That's right. And... That's where my brother goes now. Yeah? Mm-hmm. He goes to Gallaudet University. Yeah. So. History. So, here's the question. Mm-hmm. How many, like, I mean, I guess you wouldn't know the number, but do a lot of deaf people also go to, like, other schools? Mm-hmm. Like, oh. is it hard for them well, to do that? I well, mean, or can they get signers mm -hmm. yeah they can get um, interpreters for classes um, if, if, especially if they go to, to a to a hearing school like if you're a part of, if you're part of a, the deaf culture um, you typically want to like go to a school where deaf culture is pretty prominent and the, those are only found in uh, like the two schools that um, do that are rot um, what is it? Oh, well, Gallaudet being one, that's like the epicenter of deaf culture, and, mm -hmm. um, God, I'm trying to think of it. I Remember think it's I RIT. Think I, yeah, RIT. Yeah, that's what Troy told me. Yeah, um, the school, the RIT Technical Institute in um, New York mm -hmm. is also a huge epicenter for deaf culture. Are but there a lot <laughs> of, like, deaf high schools or... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's actually um, deaf, and de deaf and blind schools all throughout the nation. So, like, here in Colorado, we have CSDB, which is the Colorado School for the Deaf and Blind. Um, New Mexico's got one. Um, like... But it's not, like, it, multiple in each state. Not multiple, no. I, I mean... I'm not really sure. I'm pretty sure they're... There is, um... So you basically would have to move but they're, if they're you're, few like... they're far between, yeah. Like, if you're in an area that doesn't have a deaf school, you got to find an area that 
does have one. And, right. Because they're few and far between. I think there's like only two deaf high schools in Colorado, and that's Colorado Springs. And here we actually have it's in, like in right Lakewood. Down the street. Yeah, it's like right down right down Kipling is the Rocky Mountain School, Rocky Mountain Deaf School. Right. And they don't have blind people going there. It's oh. just deaf. Right. Or um, you know, big D, little D doesn't really ma doesn't matter. Right. Right. It's a deaf school. Right. So. Yeah. Um. Okay. That was a segue. <laughs> um. Okay. So in eighteen. Oh my my. My chronolog chronology <laughs> oh, <you're fine. laughs> um, is out of order here. But in 1860, um, deaf schools for black children opened. Um, but due to segregation, there became two different sign languages. There was American Sign Language and Black American Sign Language. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. that's uh, still to this day. Mm -hmm. um, so... Yeah, which is kind of, I mean, kind of not, like, crazy, but it's different. Like, it's almost like there's different accents, like, mm -hmm. you know, a southern accent and a northern accent, and, you know. But it's also because it's due to segregation, which is, you know, like, um, uh, what am I trying to say here? Like, you're... It's like, I don't know, like, bad or pound bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's, that's, that's sort of the, the, the cool part about sign language itself is that everybody's got their own accent to it. You know, like, a lot of people, they're like, oh, well, if I watch an animation of somebody doing K, you know, I do K like that. Some people do K like that, you know, it's just... Kind oh, of that's what, weird. Kind of what, uh, yeah. Well, I'm also double jointed too, so like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My hands are just weird. <laughs> okay, and then in 1872, um, I found out that Alexander Graham Bell was kind of a douchebag. Um. Yeah. Very much so. He. I didn't realize he was this much of a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Like, so, he, let's preface this with his mother and wife were deaf. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, he, so, okay, there are two kinds of, two schools of thought. There were the oralists. And then, I don't know what you would call the other The manualists. The manualists, okay. Yeah, manualism versus, yeah. So, the oralists were people who thought that you should teach um, deaf people how, how, to talk, how to talk and read lips and so on and so forth. And Alexand Alexander Graham Bell was a huge supporter which is an understatement, of, um, he was an oralist. Mm -hmm. So, he was also in, really into eugenics. And if you don't know what eugenics is, it's basically like human breeding. Um, it's kind of like, so he was not into, into, like, intermarriage of deaf people, um, and so if you had, like, a disability or anything, he, you know, didn't want you to, he didn't want them to have babies. Um, which is interesting because his wife was deaf. <laughs> oh, yeah, he... And his mother was deaf. Yep. Um, so... He even went to the, uh, he worked to, against, against the deaf by preventing intermarriage, closing schools, um, trying to eradicate American Sign Language, mm -hmm. um, and in 1880, the 
in at the Milan conference, he had three days. I don't know if he had kids. Do you know? Um, I think I think so, and I think one of them ended up being deaf as well. I'm not sure. I'm I'm actually not entirely sure, but um, I think that would have come up when I yeah did. That, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that, um, actually. But, so at this Milan conference, he um, had three days to talk about being an oralist and how all these people, um, you know, how they shouldn't be able to use ASL. And then the people who wanted to use ASL only had three hours. And so obviously he won. <laughs> so uh, Iron Man says someone should have kicked him in the <laughs> Alexander Graham Bells. Um, it says had four children. He had four children? I wonder if he had, were any of them deaf? Because if this man raised deaf children, uh, let's see. Just um, it just says his his wife. Just says his wife. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, so that Milan conference banned ASL from all the schools. Mm -hmm. Yep. If you were caught <clears throat> speaking ASL in school, they'd hit you with a ruler. Mm. Yeah. Corp like, yeah, and to this day, like, sometimes some, some of the old, or some of the deaf elders will have, like, scars from the times that they were caught using American right. Sign Language. Well, and sometimes, like, some of the things I read is that they would tie their hands behind their backs so that they couldn't sign. Um, yeah. Um, oddly enough, the Milan Conference was the same year that Helen Keller was born. I didn't really get too much into that because we know a lot about her. But... Silence. <laughs> um, 1901, but I think, you know, this is what I was thinking about, was Alexander Graham Bell, I think, probably pushed a lot of these inventions um, unknowingly, um, because this kind of was the beginning of a lot of the, like, 1901 was when the first electric hearing aid was invented. Um uh, well, 1907, by the way, Indiana passed its first eugenics law, and it targeted the deaf. I 1907. Did, I did not know that. Yeah, and California, their eugenics laws, um, Hitler took his sterilization laws from California, by the way. That was just a little tidbit that I learned while I was doing this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the 1921, Carl C. Hansen invented the first vacuum tube hearing aid. Oh, yeah. Uh, 1950, behind-the-ear hearing aid. Um, so it's all, like, within, you know, like, 50 years, mm -hmm. you know, um, that that kind of became a thing. In 1960, Will, Williams... I don't know how to pronounce it, Stocko, S-T-O-K-O-E. He published findings regarding sign language as a language. So he said that it was a language, not just like copying English. It's its own language, and that returned American Sign Language to schools in 1960. Oh, fantastic. Uh, it, re it didn't return it in 1960. It was like 1966 it returned into schools. Yeah, because they have to establish, re <coughs> re-establish curriculums and, yep, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. 
Um, in 1961, Dr. William House implanted the first three patients with the cochlear implant. Wait, wait. 1961. 1961. Was the first three implants. The first three cochlear implants. Ooh. Um, the first documented attempt at using electricity to help with hearing was in 1790. Yeah. So, like, wow. So like, they're like lightning on a key? <laughs> <laughs> Give me that fucking ear. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I, gotta, I gotta check this out. Wait, 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 wait. Can, can you hear me now? Yeah. He's like, can you hear me now? Oh, no. So, the way that worked is kind of like, so 1957, they heard some background noise. 1970s, it was like, you know, there were some major advancements. By 1985, it wasn't experimental anymore. Yeah, it was like. You know, it was good to go. Um, there were a few more major things for the deaf community, which was the TTY, the, um, I don't know what that stands for, but it's where you uh, use the acoustic coupler, where you could, like, um, type into the typewriter and it talks to the, over the phone. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the, oh, yeah, no, I, um... I grew up with one of those, like, it wasn't like a, well, like, for me it wasn't a typewriter, mm -hmm. it was, well, it was like semi-typewriter. Yeah, it's kind of it like, it's like a little, com yeah. like a combination between, like, a calculator and a typewriter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like this big. No, yeah, I remember having one of those, that was like, oh man, back in 2002. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and VRS. Uh, video relay. Video, video relay services. Yeah, yeah. Sorensen, companies like Sorensen. It's what for you guys? Are you uneducated? <laughs> for I, I, I googled it. <laughs> <laughs> um, for your, it's basically an interpretation services, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's interpretation and um, like vid video phone, so like Skype. Essentially. Yeah. But with a phone number, a landline. But you know what? What's crazy? 1964 they were doing that. It was like a video where, like, you know, they would sign to this interpreter, and then the interpreter would tell, you know, what you wanted to say. Yeah. Um, it's like Morse code, but... But it was like fucking Skype in 1964. <laughs> so cool. Uh, 1972, closed captioning, closed captioning came to be after Skype. <laughs> um, 1990, uh, the Americans with Disability Act, ADA, which was, I was going to mention that, or I might have mentioned that when you were talking about the schools with their interpreters. Mm hmm Yep, yep. Um, comply with that. I put this down because I thought it was really cool. In 2012, the caption glasses at theaters. <laughs> yeah. Um, Those things suck. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it was 2013 was when they had, um, they made everything, there was an act, I didn't write it down, I don't know why, but where everything had to be, um, captioned, mm -hmm. like, everything, yep. or access to captioning, mm -hmm. so even on social media, like, everywhere, of all time, like, so, that is where we're at, currently, for history, but I wanted to go more into, obviously, the name of the episode is deaf culture and cochlear implants so the reason we're going into this is because you know deaf capital d has gone through quite a bit <laughs> mm. um they've gone through a lot a lot of turmoil you know oh yeah uh and they now with 
the internet. Um, they have a lot of, com especially now with the internet is what I should say. They have a lot of camaraderie. Um, they have, um, they can do a lot of things that they couldn't before, mm -hmm. you know, and I think a lot of things that, um, when things like cochle cochlear implants come along, um, it feels like people are trying to cure something that they feel like shouldn't be fixed mm -hmm. or doesn't need to be fixed. Mm -hmm. um, and it feels like just another thing or another person saying there's something wrong with you when there's not, when they have a whole culture behind them. So, um, just so you guys know what a cochlear cochlear implant, other than a hard thing to say, <laughs> is, um, I had to write it all down, because it's really, it's kind of hard to figure out. It's, oh yeah. It bypasses damaged portions of the ear and directly stimulates the auditory nerve and sig uh, signals are generated by the implant are sent by way of the auditory nerve to the brain which recognizes the signal as sound. So when you look at it, there's like um, a piece here, mm -hmm. and then it goes like around your ear like this. Yep. That's your microphone. That earpiece is your microphone. And that um, back piece is the, mag the magnet. Like mm -hmm. the magnet. Um, I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure if it's the receiver or if it's um, another part to it. I think it's the battery actually, so you mm -hmm. connect the battery into the magnet, then the microphone picks, picks up the signal, Yeah. then it just sends it to the auditory nerve via that complex electrical outlet. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's, it's rough. Oh. <laughs> um, so there are a few misconceptions about the implant. Um, not everybody who is born deaf are candidates for it. Um, because obviously, I mean, not everybody who's born deaf is born deaf the same way. <laughs> exactly. There's, di there's different levels like, of hearing loss. Yeah. And you're not a proper candidate unless you have, like, you're born or have or eventually have um, profound hearing loss. Because once you get the implant, all residual hearing that you originally had is gone. Oh, really? I didn't like, know that. Mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah, wow. so once you stick that electrode in there, it pretty much just gets rid of pretty much that whole, all those organs, like, they bypass it. Oh, that and makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and then, like, it's pretty much just the the, elec the electrode array mm -hmm. um, that they plug in that stimulates the auditory nerve. That's what takes over. Wow. So, yeah, you, you take off that cochlear implant, no sound. At all. Ugh. Complete um, silence. <laughs> well, and some of them, it works perfectly for some people, mm -hmm. and not so perfectly for other people. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, it's it's definitely, like, hit or miss. Um, sometimes a person who is deaf who get, ends up getting the, getting the implant, um, yeah, it turns out that they don't like it, so they just don't wear the battery or the microphone piece they just sort of yeah Ugh. um other things about this so iron man i wish just asked if it hurts i i looked that up from what i understand it doesn't hurt after a while but you know after you get it it is painful um and i think it's just kind of like every other thing where it can kind of rub you know, mm -hmm. but it's not like I think like the recovery times like two weeks or something. Yeah. Maybe not even that long. Yeah, yeah, it's um well yeah recovery for a cochlear implant is like roughly yeah two weeks to a month like they 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 do regular like audiologists do regular checkups to make sure that everything is properly healing and all that good stuff. But yeah, I think once the four month either the four week or. I think yeah, three to four weeks. I mean, like, the surgery itself is not, yeah. like... Yeah, it's not. I mean, you can, like, be normal. But, I'm like, normal. 
you know, like, you can, you'll be fine, but, and it won't hurt after, you know, a week or whatever, two weeks. Yeah. But the thing is, is, um, there's gonna, you have to go through, one of the things I put on here is you have to, um, go, you have to, like, do training for it. Because, number one, think about this. You haven't heard shit your entire fucking life. Like, what? Yeah, and all of a sudden you have sound. And you're... And you're like... (laughs) And so, you don't know... I mean, it could be too loud, just because you haven't heard anything for, like, ever... And so it might be too loud just for your ears to be like, I can't deal with all this noise around me. Because it's like sensory overload. Mm -hmm. It is too much fucking noise just because now you're hearing not just people talking, but you're hearing the fan in the bathroom. You're hearing, you know, the air conditioning. You're hearing, you know, your kids running around. You're hearing, you know the cars outside on the street, you know, all these noises, and you're like, I didn't know all these fucking noises existed, and they're gonna, f- I'm, I'm gonna go crazy. Like, but it's also training, like, what I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but, like, also kind of figuring out the mix of noise, mm-hmm. like, background noise versus, like, kind of like on your TV, right, where it's like, you have to fix the vocals and the, and the bass, I don't know how that works, but... Yeah. Yeah, so it pretty much um, that that's that's all all the audiologist does is yeah they like they they map it out pretty much for them they find like different thresholds mm-hmm. um, it's kind of complicated oh yeah um, uh, yeah I, I I could be here for days explaining but, yeah. Um, yeah, essentially, that, that's Asking that, that's a deaf person do. if the bass is okay. Yeah, if the bass is... Well, <laughs> well, and, well, that's the thing, too. Like, they interpret basses, like, different. It, like, because when you have a cochlear implant, a lot of a lot of people don't realize that um, it's not noise that we perceive. Right. It's noise that sounds, at times, very robotic. Like, if we were to listen to some, like, to audio from a cochlear implant it sounds very heavily distorted oh, and does very it? yeah it's it so it's like a different type of sound that you're rehabilitating a person to learn oh okay you know so it's not like yeah it's not like you know you get a cochlear implant bam you can hear right it's you got a cochlear implant this is how you can hear but you oh, got to relearn how to yeah, interpret these signals coming in because it's yeah, it's rough. It's like very, very harsh and very dissonant. Like yeah. the way I'm talking to you right now, you can hear the acoustics in my voice. You can't with a cochlear implant. Oh. Yeah. Weird. And there is a reason for that. Um, it has to do with your hair cells. Oh yeah. Because your hair cells send they initially send this they're supposed to send this the, those signals to the brain but instead you replace that with an electrode you can only do so much with an electrode it doesn't perfectly mimic a natural oh yeah ele- that makes sense electricity pathway um well the so one of the other things here too is you know you can't wear it all the time yeah, yeah, you can't wear it in the shower. Like you gotta take it off in the shower. Um, if you Swim play, the pool. if you play a contact sport, like mm-hmm. if you know a person who's deaf, who has a cochlear implant, plays football. Um, you know, back in the day, you weren't able to because you had that hole in your head essentially. Yeah. And if they, if you damage that. Yeah. Like. Well, they have to take it off while they're sleeping, even. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. And so, but when it's off, you're deaf. Mm-hmm. And Completely. so, like, half the time, you're deaf. Half the time, you're listening to a robot. <laughs> and so, it's kind of like this weird controversy. Well, okay, so here's another side note, though. When this came out, doctors were essentially saying... Not essentially. They were telling parents not to teach 
their deaf kids not to teach them American Sign Language because it was the cure to hearing loss. And so even though now, like, American Sign Language or sign language in general has been shown, has been proven to help develop language in general. So now people are teaching their kids sign language before they even learn to speak. Like hearing people are teaching their kids sign language mm -hmm. before they learn to speak. But, so, I mean, that, that was another, like, knife in the, like, mm -hmm. you know, nail in the coffin about the cochlear implants. Oh, yeah. Where it was, like... Controversy. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, why, why would you want a cochlear implant? It, but at the same time, you know, here's the controversy. It's hard for someone who is not disabled, and you, you can't really say that word, right? But, well, <clears throat> especially in this context. Yeah. But, it's hard for me to say to you, why don't you want to hear? Mm-hmm. When... When you've never heard a word in your life, yeah. like, why would I, I'm, when I'm like, but why would I want to hear? I've never heard anything in my life. Why would I want to hear it now? Exactly. That's, yeah, that's, that's the perspective. That's the, um, that's the mindset of being proud of who you are. Like, yeah. this is who I am. I'm a part of something that's beautiful. Why do I want to give it up so that I could, like, be somebody else, you know, and that's the thing, mm -hmm. too, that's a part of the deaf identity, you know, like, they're very proud of it, Yeah. and, um, yeah, that's why cochlear implants are very, very controversial, even if they see a person wearing them, it's like, mm, you're kind of an outcast, like, you're not a part of this truly because yeah. of what you, and in, in a way, that, that's wrong, too, yeah. because it's excluding, but, also, at the same time, it's understandable because, you know, they don't want to view it as a disability. They want to view it as, yeah. this is who I am. This yeah. is my... It's kind of, um, you know, uh, I think in some, for me, I, I like to end all my episodes. I'm like, well, you know, you just want, I mean, there is no conclusion, right? Yeah. Further, I mean, further research is always going to be required. It's always well. Be I mean, yeah. I mean, all of these things you could go either way. Mm -hmm. Like, because from my perspective, it's like, yeah, you don't want to lose who you are, but at the same time, like, it's. I mean, to be honest, it's hard for me to communicate with Troy. Mm -hmm. It's because you don't know American Sign Language yeah. yourself, and that's the thing too, like the resource of American Sign Language is very limited, like there's not a whole, there's not a whole lot of schools that teach it nationwide, yeah. there's like no set correct, even though in the name it says American Sign Language, you know, like yeah. why don't, why are we teaching this in America, you yeah. know, like, or at least in the United States, right. like try to, and that's a whole big part of like what I, what I want to do as well as spread the language, making sure that, like, all areas, regardless of, you know, level yeah. of anything. Yeah, I think, well, and even just saying that comment, and too, I, I was like, oh, well, but on the other hand, you know, how privileged am I to make him communicate, like, fix that problem? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like, there, like <laughs> well, well, there needs to be effort, like, bo both yeah. ways, you know, like, you know, like, and, and it person who's deaf, you know, they don't have to, like, learn speech because that takes oh, ages yeah. well, and a lot of practice. Well, tell, telling someone who was deaf since birth to figure out how to lip read. <laughs> yeah, that's Like, not. what the fuck? <laughs> like. To be or not to be. <laughs> like, you're right. <laughs> I mean, it's so, like, how do you just tell somebody 
how to learn how to read lips. Especially when everybody, like, I know that I mumble a lot. Like, <laughs> their backs are turned. Mm -hmm. Like, they're looking over here and saying something. You know, like, what mm -hmm. the fuck? How do you tell somebody to read lips? Or, like, I mean, I think, I mean, yeah, I think it, it does have to go both ways, you mm -hmm. know? Like, yeah. there should be some effort, like, you know, things like ADA, things like the TTY thing, mm -hmm. things like, you know, closed captioning. Fucking, I love closed captioning, oh, and I'm boy. not deaf. Well, things like that, too. You know, closed captioning, it, I, I forget the number, but it's something outrageous. Like, it helps your kids learn to read. Mm -hmm. Like by like, yeah, because a huge amount, like uh -huh. by like forty times or something nonsensical like that. Oh, that that makes sense because you're hearing the word and you're reading the word being said to you, so yeah. you get both avenues of yeah, yeah, and you're thought going and oh yeah, it's it like just, nonsensical. Yeah, no, for real, and th that's the beauty of it, you know. Yeah, like, it, I'll. In, in all reality, like, it's all just, like, working in harmony. Like, there's definitely some parts, but that's, like, just an effort to keep deaf culture prevalent and alive, you know? Yeah. Like, they don't want to furthermore be pushed into something they don't want to be forced into. Right. And right. that's understandable, you know? Like, I wouldn't be... I don't... I still don't want to be, like, forced into, you know... Um, yeah being a part of a different culture, like, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm cool being a metalhead myself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. one of the things I do at the end is, if there's anything that you found especially interesting um, during this podcast, if you learned anything, I always oh. try and teach the, these are experts in the field. <laughs> Did you learn anything? Did you find anything interesting? Oh, no, like, Absolutely, like the whole history of of it all. Like, what I had no idea. Um, Ar was it Aristotle? You, you yeah. said I had no idea he was even involved. I thought he was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's all making these observations. Like, yeah, this is. What the fuck you got to do with it? <laughs> Get out of here! Get out of here! You have no opinion. <laughs> Go do something you're good at. You know, like. <laughs> I did not know Abraham Lincoln was involved with helping so many. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I yeah. didn't know that either. Oh, yeah, that's why he was assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you're too good for this world. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what I did not know? Um, one of the things I didn't know was um, the whole... Alexander Graham Bell thing. Yeah, no. The, I thought, the, like, before this, I was like, cool, phones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that, that's like, you know, what, that's probably, like, why he, you know, was such an asshole is because it's like, I have this grandiose, you know, invention, but only hearing people can use it yeah, for the well, time being. I, I did mean, know that he didn't, like, actually, like, invent the phone, like somebody oh, else yeah. did. But, but he, he stole it. Yeah, yeah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, okay, whatever. It's he like, plagiarized his... Yeah. But, like, I didn't know he was that much of a dickweed. Mm -hmm. Like... Oh, yeah. No, hated, hated by the deaf community. Like, across all boards. Just... What a horrible... Horrible. Somebody who has a deaf wife and a deaf mother invented the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> Stole credit for inventing the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah, no, he's ass. <laughs> Just, yeah. Alright, well, I think that is all for today. Um, this is Thomas, future audiologist. Woo, we got, I got it. We'll be good. <laughs> and by the way, like, audiology... Uh, I'd like to end off like yeah, audiology like they're n they're not looking at fixing deaf deafness or hearing loss. They're just trying to provide another avenue for a person to communicate.
Right. You know, in any way, shape, or form that a client sees fit. Right. So it's not like they're actively trying to, you know. Well, I mean, some doctors are like that, but. Right. You just got to find yourself one that's deaf friendly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think in conclusion, just do you. Mm-hmm. Like, however you want to identify yourself as in any community, do so. Because I'm trying to figure shit out. I don't even know about Alexander Graham Bell. So. <laughs> um, like, subscribe, follow. I always forget to do that in the beginning. So hopefully you lasted until the end. Um, 